0: That's F R E T 1 0. That's all at isotope.com. I Z O T O P E.com.
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson.
0: And this is John Kilchicka.
1: John, how hot did I come in?
0: Pretty hot. You do that every week.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's my thing.
0: Yeah. Where are we recording? We are in a subterranean chamber, burrowed yep. into the side of my house.
1: Love it. It's in West Seattle. Yes. Pretty nice. Yes. I'm, you know, sweatshirt, just feeling okay today. Feeling good.
0: The normal people. Yeah. Might call it a basement. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about guitars today, Ed. Yeah. We're going to get kind of deep into a specific. Ready for it? Yeah. Tone wood. Oh, really? I know how you love the tone, Wood. Uh, I'm
1: indifferent to Wood. Ed's indifferent Wood. Yeah. Like the guitar you're holding? Yes. It looks like a wood guitar. And I think just natural guitars, they tend to not really be my thing. And that thing
0: is, goddamn, it looks like a slab of wood. It does look like a slab of wood. It also looks like a Telecaster. Yes. Being that all Telecasters are, in fact, slabs of wood. Sure. What would make this different, Ed? Uh, paint.
1: Paint. Would, yes. <laughs> paint would make that a lot different. Yes, this is not painted. No. <laughs> Beverages.
0: Beverages. Uh, Another sloppy offering.
1: In 180 episodes, that's the first time I've identified it before you actually like actually started playing it. Yeah. 1986, 87. Power Station. Robert Palmer.
0: Yeah, if that's what you're talking about. The original was written by our man Mark Bolin of T-Rex. 1971. Mark Bolin. Uh, Robert
1: Palmer. Robert Palmer? Robert Palmer died 30 years ago. (laughs) This isn't a Mandela Effect thing, is it? Where, like, Robert Palmer's actually alive, and I just lived in a world where he was dead. Did
0: you just pressure me to pre-dong a dude?
1: I don't think so. I feel very comfortable in doing that. 1949 to 2003. Not 30 years ago, but
0: yeah. Sorry, yes.
1: 54. A young man, died in Paris, France, probably doing what he loved. Our man
0: Mark Bolin, 1947 to 1977. Oh my God. 30. Alcohol, drug related. Probably. But the more immediate cause? Yeah. Car crash.
1: Oh, oh. (laughs) Robert Palmer, sudden heart attack in a Paris hotel. Not too long ago, we talked about Simon Le and the boys in Duran Duran. Yeah. And then we were talking about Arcadia, that weird Duran Duran spinoff thing. Yeah. Power Station, also a Duran Duran spinoff. Those guys are everywhere. Oh, you kidding? (sighs) We should get Andy Taylor and Simon LeBon on this show.
0: Yeah, we should call them up.
1: They probably had tour plans for the fall, and those got squashed, probably.
0: Ed? Yeah. What are you drinking?
1: Oh, I have a cup of coffee. Yeah? It's delicious. It's in a Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms cup. And then I am going the John route, where recently you've been showing me up and I've just been drinking homemade juice. Yeah. I decided to actually bring a beverage. Ooh. It's a Fever Tree Premium Indian Tonic Water. Fever Tree? Yeah. I ordered this from Imperfect Foods, where I get all my produce stuff. They had some
0: beverages, so I ordered a beverage. So, now, wait a minute. Is this, therefore, an imperfect beverage?
1: Yes, probably. The second ingredient is sugar in a tonic water beverage. And I'm just...
0: does it have a particular flavor?
1: It says made with natural flavors, including natural quinine.
0: Quinine, good for the COVID, apparently. Is that true? That's what Trump says. Oh, really? Quinine, and then the other one that he liked that's even more bullshitty. If I
1: don't get COVID, it's probably because of this. It definitely does the thing where you take a swig of it. Uh Uh-huh. And then you can feel your saliva glands in your mouth just like kick into overdrive. So I'm gonna be a real moist mouth. Real spitty
0: guy. <laughs> real moist boy. <laughs> That's what I got. What do you got? I too have coffee. Yeah. Like we do. Yep. And this week I yep. have Roar, Georgia Peach Naturally Flavored Vitamin Enhanced Beverage Drink. Apparently it has electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. All of which add up, it says right here at the top, to complete hydration. Oh, great. Gluten-free, vegan, keto-friendly. Oh, man. Who the hell are these dudes?
1: Looks like big corn.
0: Bethlehem, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, it's made by the Amish out there in Bethlehem.
0: There's even sea salt in here. Oh, great. This is delicious.
1: Yeah? Do you think the Amish are responsible?
0: Probably. Cool. What about this guitar? This, Ed, is a Fender Rosewood Telecaster. Yep. When Fender wanted to market a telecaster made completely out of rosewood as this is. Yeah. I don't think people really went for it. And never quite have. Maybe more than just Ed. That could be. So I thought I would tell you how it came to be and Sure. First and foremost, our man Roger Rossmeisel. Oh no. Roger. Roger, we lost him. Yeah. Roger was
1: living the Playboy lifestyle in SoCal. And he quit Fender and ended up going back to Germany fairly young, like not even 40 maybe. And he died not long after going back and living with his mom in Germany.
0: That is correct. How did I do? You did wonderfully. (laughs) And I think he had a day job in a department store or something. Oh, poor Raj. (laughs) But not before being the brains behind this Rosewood Telecaster. Okay. The Thin Line. Fender's electric violin. Everybody knows about those, right? Mm. <laughs> he started at Fender in 1962, originally working on acoustics. And he came there from Rickenbacker. Yes.
1: I guess I just didn't realize it was that early. 62. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, eventually, they tasked Roger with heading up the R&D department. The
1: Rickenbacker 360, that was him. Yes. Was that one of those 58 guitars? Was that in, like, the crazy year? The 300
0: series, yeah, was in that window.
1: Yeah, like right then. So he left Rickenbacker and went to Fender pretty quick after that. Okay. Okay.
0: Who knows? Maybe he just left a trail of broken hearts behind him. Yeah, yeah. Empty liquor bottles. Yeah, maybe they went into Roger's office over there in Rickenbacker, California. They mm-hmm. found the uh, empty bottles in the porn, mm-hmm. and he was like, Ooh, "Yeah, time display okay, split." I'm gonna go buy a pack of smokes. I'll be right back. Yeah. While this is happening, early '60s. Yeah. While Roger is kind of propping up the new R&D department. Yep. The president offender, Don Randall.
1: I could not tell you a single fact about him.
0: There, from the very beginning, the two main dudes are Leo and Don Randall. Okay. And it's Don Randall who comes up with all the cool advertising mm-hmm. and the kind of marketing that makes Fender into a world-class brand. Okay. Are you familiar with the Esquire? For sure. Are you familiar with the Telecaster? For sure. Stratocaster? For sure. Precision bass? Yes. Twin reverb? Uh-huh. Bassman amp? Yeah. Who do you think named all those things? Leo Fender. Don Randall. Oh, okay, cool. So he's on the lookout for how to increase the visibility of his brand when he notices, probably along with the whole rest of the world. Yeah, these Beetle guys are very popular, but they are not playing Fenders. Mm. They're playing Gretches, Hoffners, Rickenbackers. Yeah. Epiphones. Yeah. Why are they not playing Fenders? Mm. Hmm. In what Don Randall calls the first time he ever tried to flat out buy somebody off. He went to Brian Epstein, manager of the Beatles. Oh, no. Yeah. And tried to yeah. send a bunch of gear to the
1: Beatles. To, like, George Harrison. Maybe get John Lennon to play
0: one. You know, we're not too far in here. and <laughs> That's a lot. This whole thing's falling apart. Yeah. He was rebuffed. Okay. Yeah. Even at that point,
1: Was there kind of that workman guitar impression around Fender? You know, these are just toy guitars as opposed to, like, a Les Paul. That's fair, right? That there was kind of that perception.
0: I think there was maybe some of that. We know that George Harrison really dug Chet Atkins, so he was gravitating to the Gretches just because he was a huge fan of Chet Atkins. Ah, Chet. Man. (laughs) Generally, those guys were not Fender guys. Yeah. Until 1968, Don Rendell, he breaks through the impasse. Okay. He gets a meeting. Oh. He flies over to London and takes a meeting with the Beatles. What do I got to do to get you guys into a bunch of Fender stuff? Right. Something must have worked because they relented. Okay. Okay. They ended up sending them a Bass 6, a Fender Rhodes. Sure. A Jazz Bass, Amplifiers, a PA. A whole bunch of stuff. And they're like, we're going to make something special for you, George. That'll be great. Okay, cool. So he goes back to Southern California, and he's got no idea. Yeah. He's got to go to Roger and be like, hey, I just told George Harrison I was going to make something special for him. you got to come up with something special, Roger Ross Mm-hmm. At this point, old Rog in the R&D department has an assistant. His name is Philip Kubitsky. Roger actually hired him personally. Okay. So now it's Roger and Philip. What are we going to do that's going to be special for George Harrison? Right. Let's make it out of all rosewood. That's going to be heavy as balls, Raj. Well, maybe Phil. Maybe I chamber this thing. Okay. But you're never going to get the two halves to meet. He says that to Raj? He says that to Raj. How are you going to make the grain match and everything? And then Raj says, maybe we deliberately don't. And I put a stripe of maple in between that sandwich.
1: And also, you're talking to Raj, who is also Mr. 360. Yeah. Right? This guy's done some work. He's done some stuff. Come on.
0: He says, okay, Phil, that's what I'm going to do. Two pieces of rosewood sandwiched together around a thin slice of maple. I'm going to chamber it out for weight relief. Yep. I need you, Phil, since you're my scrub, to start building this shit. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor and build four guitars. Two Tele bodies, two Strat bodies, and make two Tele necks and two Strat necks. We'll meet up down the road and we'll figure out which ones we like, which ones are the better examples. Yep. They had enough parts for four guitars, but they chose the best necks and the best bodies and ended up with one Stratocaster. Okay. And one Telecaster. Okay. Made completely out of Rosewood. The Strat was supposed to have gone to Jimi Hendrix. Uh,
1: Like, literally, the guitar was built.
0: They were going to
1: give it to Hendrix. And he died. What a bummer.
0: Yeah. And then the telly was slated to go to George Harrison, and they gave it to him. Yep. And they were hoping that it would get used maybe in some recordings or something. And how did it, Ed? Okay. What do you think it got used on? I don't know. The Beatles were getting pretty close to breaking up at this point. Okay. It's late 69. Oh, okay. George uses it on most of the Let It Be album. And then they end up making a film of that whole thing, where they're up on the rooftop. Sure. And they're wearing their funky fur coats. The rosewood telly is what George Harrison is playing pretty much the whole time. Cool. So he liked it. He liked it. And it's got a great tone. It's got two single coil pickups like you would imagine. Neck. Bridge. Pretty telly. It's like the only chicken picking thing i knew that was pretty good thank you by the way that film ed the let it be film yeah. that was made yeah it won an oscar i don't know if i have
1: seen it i'm looking at a picture of them on the roof i don't think i've seen it
0: it won the oscar for best original song score cool oh my god we give george harrison a rosewood telly he likes it he plays it on the album he plays it in the film the film wins an oscar shit says don randall yeah Maybe we need to put this thing into production. Sure. So they do it in late 1969, early 70. In 1970 dollars. Oh. How much was this all rosewood? $742. Listen to you. No, it was $375. <laughs> oh, damn it. Which was a full $100 more than a normal telly.
1: I was way off.
0: So you were paying $100 extra for the rosewood.
1: A hundred extra dollars on an under $400 guitar, so like 30%
0: more. Yeah, but I'm sure they were doing the marketing like, you guys have probably just picked up the latest, greatest, last album by the Beatles, Let It Be, right? Sure. This is what George Harrison played on that album. Sure.
1: There's the marketing increase,
0: but that is a hell of a
1: lot more work to make than a solid body telly. There's a lot more engineering work in that.
0: Well, okay then. How did it do, Ed?
1: Is that $2,000 in Today Dollars?
0: Oh, in Today Dollars, that is about $2,700. Okay. So was this thing a hit? No,
1: it was a terrible disaster because it's an ugly guitar and it's expensive.
0: You know what? Yeah. You're right. Round about 1972, three years on the outside. Yeah. They stopped making it. For sure. In those three years, how many do you think they made? 360. You're getting closer, Ed. Yeah. About 400. Hey, that's not bad. Let's take a breather. It's got a pedal.
1: Whoa, that was really good, John. Thank you. You have a pedal? I do. It's a Walrus Slow. This is actually John's pedal. Yeah. But I have one. And they call this a multi-texture reverb. The slow, multi-texture reverb allows Ooh. players to create lush, modulated, sleepy, and ambient soundscapes. Oh, sleepy. Do you like sleepy, ambient soundscapes? Yes. I do.
0: What's the layout?
1: We got a toggle switch, and we got five knobs. Oh. We got a bypass and a sustain button. Sure. The knobs, decay, filter, mix, depth, and X. X, X knob. Ooh. Yeah. Should I play a little something? Sure. What do you think of that?
0: That's kind of patty. It's nice.
1: There's three modes. Dark, Rise, and Dream. So this is in Rise, which is an Auto swell, so you can hear it kind of bloom in. The X knob sets the amount of time. And it builds in. Yeah. And that's rise mode. That's rise. There's dark mode, which adds a lower octave. So the X knob on this one sets the amount of that lower octave. So I have it pretty full on. There's also a dream mode. Ooh. This one is kind of interesting because it's kind of a lush, paddy kind of thing.
0: So If it's dream mode, is this the part that's going to make me sleepy? Probably.
1: I've just latched it. So, a thing I have pretty low on here is the modulation.
0: It's pretty seasicky.
1: Yeah. Not my favorite. The three modes are sine, warp, and sync. So, you can actually have the dark with an octave down, and then the modulation is also detuning. Ooh. You want to hear that? Sure. How's that for some <laughs> lower level? Let's do a sci-fi movie.
0: scorecard out. Yeah. That is Walrus Slow into the Electroharmonic Synth 9, into the Catalan Bread Bell Epic, into the Strymon Flint. Thanks for bringing the pedal in. You're welcome. And that, I think, is as good a palate cleanser as any. Oh my god. When last we played this thing... They had only made about 400 of them because they were not a big hit. Yeah. By the way, that Stratocaster that was supposed to go to Hendrix? Yeah. Don Randall says it was, quote, requisitioned. Okay. I guess somebody at Fender decided they were going to use it for something else. So they delivered it to the secretary. That's the last anybody ever saw it. Really? And the other pieces that were left over on the telly side, it is said that they were put together, and that telly was given to Elvis Presley. Oh. That guitar was later sold at auction, and they kind of repeated the story. So I don't know if there's proof of that. That guitar was sold at auction?
1: You mean, like, from Fender or from Elvis's estate?
0: I don't know. It was sold at auction, and a claim in the auction was, Hey, everybody, this may or may not have been Elvis Presley's. <laughs> okay. Elvis Presley, by the way, died in 1977. On a toilet. On a toilet. August 16th.
1: I was camping with my parents. Yes. Off in the mountains. This is well before the days of cell phones. Car camping, but, you know, off in a state park or something. Yeah. And came down the mountain, stopped in a gas station. And it was on newspapers. And my mom was way ahead of the times and was like, that's fake news. You know, like saw it on the paper, and she's like, that's not real. The woman at the counter, you know, is like, oh, no, he died. And, you know, young Ed Peterson didn't get it, and old Ed Peterson also doesn't exactly get it. Well, I don't know
0: if it had anything to do with anything. Yeah. August 16th, 1977. Yep. But just one month later, September 16th to the day, Yeah. 1977. Our man Mark Boland wrecks his car and dies. A T-Rex guy. That's
1: a great boomerang, John. He couldn't do it. Couldn't be on this planet without Elvis guiding his hand. It's possible. Mark Boland younger than Elvis, right? 30. And Elvis was? 35 to 77, Elvis was. 35 to 75 would be 40 years. so 77 would be 42 is that right wait 35 to 77 yeah
0: the fried banana and peanut butter sandwiches hadn't caught up to him quite yet it was just you know the the drugs
1: his official listed cause of death on wikipedia is heart disease
0: maybe <laughs>
1: yeah i think i think there might be some fudging that from the coroner or whatever
0: Like his blood was full of fudge.
1: Certainly, substances can lead
0: to heart problems.
1: Yeah. I think.
0: Getting back to the main thread. Sure. We're going back just a couple years. Okay. But in the same time frame, mid-70s. Yeah. Our man Phil, Mm -hmm. Roger's guy, leaves Fender. Okay. I don't know if that's because Roger's gone. By this point, Roger's back in Germany. Maybe Phil just can't feel it anymore. Yeah. Or maybe Phil is still stung by the failure of the Rosewood Telecaster.
1: It's hard to believe this ugly ass shit didn't work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Phil Kubitsky is like, I might be better off on my own. So he splits to make his own instruments. Okay. The thing that really made his name for him was the Kubitsky X-Factor basses. These were basses that had kind of like regular bass shape, but they were headless. Mm. For the most part, they looked pretty cool. Do I know this guy? Phil Kubitsky? Yeah. You might have seen the X-Factor bass. Okay. John Taylor? Yeah. Your buddy from Duran Duran? Duran Duran slash Power Station? Yes. He played that bass in the Bang and Gong video. Oh my God. Did they ever make these things again? I'm holding one, so how did that go? Yeah. Well, in 1985, they made a few in Japan, but then they stopped. hmm And they wouldn't make any more until 2016 when they made the Fender George Harrison tribute Rosewood Telecaster. Is that what
1: you're holding? It is not.
0: Okay. They only, they only made 100 of those. Oh. But then in 2017, they did a George Harrison run again, this time making 1,000 of them. Okay. I don't really know what the difference is. like, here's a limited run in 2016, here's a limited run in 2017. Other than the amount they made, is there really going to be a difference? I would guess that the quality's roughly the same. Who knows? Right. You can still get these, but it has to be either a custom shop instrument or a master built instrument. There's a $20,000 one from 1971. That would be part of the original 400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to spend the custom shop money, yeah, you can still get them. Yep. You know what would be cool? What? What if you spent the custom shop money and said, yes, I want a Rosewood Telly and I want you to beat the crap out of it. I want the super heavy
1: relic. Maybe that would be cool. It's just not really my jam. You know. You
0: gotta try it. Try and to-
1: Not my color. That's it. I wouldn't want a 70s one. I wouldn't want a 2016 or a made in Japan. I wouldn't want one for $400. Yeah. I wouldn't want one for $5,000.
0: I think the only kind of semi-cool thing, I was talking about this with Monica, is the resemblance this has to Danish modern furniture. Oh, oh, (laughs) that's cool. The black pickguard against the dark of the rosewood. If you think of it as a design exercise...
1: If I had a house and I had the Herman Miller with the black leather and the rosewood shell, then maybe I would have to have that guitar.
0: I think I'm on the same page otherwise as you, though. We often find ourselves in this position where we've got a guitar that's extremely well built, sounds great, plays wonderfully, but it's still up deny. Would
1: I want a Fender Telecaster custom shop guitar? Yes. Yes, I would. John Taylor, Andy Taylor, and Roger Taylor are all members of Duran Duran. Yeah. I do not think any of them are brothers, but I can't confirm that.
0: Well, viewers, yeah, if you can confirm or deny that, definitely let us know. Yeah, and after you're done doing that important, important research, yeah, uh, head on over to TheHighGain.com mm-hmm. where you can see more pictures of this guitar, mm-hmm. read stuff, yeah, listen to past episodes, all kinds of stuff, yeah, or go on Instagram and follow the daily pictorial exploits, sure, of John and Ed. Yeah, otherwise,
1: I don't know. Yeah, you should do all of those
0: things. Yeah. But
1: especially listen
0: to Duran Duran. Of course
1: listen to Duran Duran.
0: Yeah. Okay, I think we've covered all those bases. Great. All right, Ed. Good job. You did a great job. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.